Get ready to start your new morning ritual with our new sponsor, Mudwater. Coffee is one of America's favorite beverages, with more and more people starting their coffee habits every day with a cup of that flavorful anxiety juice. But let's be real. Have you ever heard anyone say, I'm working on getting more coffee into my life? Millions of people complain about the jitters that come from coffee consumption. Our morning coffee rituals can be habit-forming and, for some people, can make getting a good night's sleep almost impossible. And while nearly all of us like the smell, taste, and ritual of our morning coffee, why not explore eliminating the negative aspects of our morning brew? Well, what if your coffee replacement helped induce alertness, not dependency, improve mental capacity and function, improve physical stamina and performance, improve immunity and overall health. Oh, and by the way, it tastes good enough to drink every single day. Meet Mudwater. Mudwater is your fastest growing coffee alternative in the market, consisting of organic ingredients lauded by cultures both old and young for their health and performance benefits. With one-seventh the caffeine of coffee, Mud gives you the natural energy and focus you expect from coffee, but without the jitters and crash. With an organic blend of mushrooms and ingredients like cacao, marsala chai, turmeric, lion's mane, and more, Mud Water offers a beverage like no other. Whether you want to enjoy it hot, cold, as a latte, or however you take your coffee in the morning, Mud Water is zero sugar, zero crash, zero jitter alternative, sure to leave you feeling recharged and refocused. Listen, I'm really excited to have Mud Water as a sponsor here on The Brian Nichols Show because I've been able to see the Mud Water difference for myself, and you can too, so click the link in the show notes to get some mud, support the show, and get your new morning ritual started right with Mud Water. And now, onto the show. We can become great at doing the, the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like, I'm... I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have been amazing at doing that. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. You start to ask questions that piques interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in the monologue there, man. (laughs) Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Well, hey there, folks. Happy Sunday. Yes, Sunday here on the Brian Nichols Show. You know what that means. It's time for our Sunday Candidate Highlight Series. Hey there. By the way, I am your humble host, of course, Brian Nichols. And today we are speaking to U.S. Senate candidate Steve Sheets. He is running for, as I mentioned, U.S. Senate here in Pennsylvania. And Steve decided to run for office because he wants to bring libertarian solutions to your average person, which I dare say is the goal, is it not here of our greater liberty world? So a great opportunity to dig into why Steve is running, but also Steve's track record of helping bring solutions to the Libertarian Party. Also, side note, uh, please stick around after our conversation today. Some exciting stuff to announce as we go forward here in the next month or so. So with that being said, onto the show, Steve Sheets here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Steve, thank you for joining the program. And yes, 
Thank you for running for office. You are running for U.S. Senate as a big L libertarian here in Pennsylvania. I hail in uh, in Philly. Actually, I think I saw you speak down there at uh, the LP of Delaware event back a couple of weeks ago. It was uh-huh. a great chance. Yeah, I think it was a great chance down there to see a lot of those uh, folks. You know, I, I've only gotten to interact with in the uh, the online sphere. So it was great to hear you speak down there. But I, I ended up hearing from your team. Amanda reached out and saying. Brian, we're looking at getting Steve on the show because he's running for U.S. Senate, and that caught me by surprise. I don't know how I missed that. So, Steve, welcome to the program. Let's kind of dig into, number one, who you are, and number two, why you're running for office, particularly as a libertarian for U.S. Senate here in Pennsylvania. Well, first things first, uh, why I'm a libertarian. Back in, the, uh, back in the 80s, yes, I'm dating myself, <laughs> a guy by the name of Herb Homer, he was the one who brought me to libertarianism. And I was... Uh, going to school you you hear from from teachers who are right-leaning you hear from teachers who are left-leaning and each one of them just seems to show you the democratic uh, standpoint or the republican standpoint and you know it, it just to me it didn't fit neither of them really fit and then there's, there's this guy on the radio Irv homer and he's talking about something in a way that just makes sense to me and then uh, one of the first things that he talked about, you know, as far as my memory goes of listening to the radio, was the move issue. And, that, and for those who don't know, uh, there was a point in the mid-80s where the mayor dropped a bomb on a city block in Philadelphia. And it was basically because this group of people who called themselves the move movement, um, well, they were there and they were being politically active and uh, they were being a nuisance, we'll say, to the government, and um, and take that for whatever it is. But you know, he 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 spent a lot of time showing or sharing why it was that they were doing what they were doing, why they were upset about the way things were, and and it opened my eyes to a completely different perspective, and I was really excited to to listen to it. So fast forward, you know, I'm a military vet. Um, I was in the military, then out of the military. Um, and when 1992 came around, I voted for Andre Maru, libertarian. And I was excited to do so. The first time I participated in any kind of electoral politics was in 1994. I actually went out and started petitioning for the first time ever for a gentleman by the name of Lee Houston out of Montgomery County. And he, uh, he was running for Congress and it was a lot of fun and it was interesting getting out there and talking to people and, and talking to him, working the polls, um, going to a debate. And it was, it was interesting, but again, you know, life gets in the way and things change and activities, you, you, they wane and they ebb and they flow. So um, time rolls on, it gets to be around 2004 and I start getting active in the party again. And 2004, I became secretary of Chester County. I happened to live there. And I started working with some of the people in Montgomery County as well. And that was the first time I got a chance to meet Michael Bednarik. And I met a couple of the other presidential candidates, but it was Michael Bednarik who really, uh, who I really liked, who I, I really loved his message. I loved the way he talked. I loved just the way he brought things about. And I remember I didn't get a chance to go to that convention, but I did see some of the conventions, some of the video from the convention. And he almost reminded me of Columbo, the way he presented the facts, the way he presented the libertarian position. 
And whereas um, um, Aaron, he came across more like a used car salesman. And um, oh my God, the other guy whose name escapes me right now definitely came across like a radio personality. You know, but uh, I really liked Michael Bednarik. I thought he was a really neat, neat candidate. And the way he did it, he went around and just basically used the sales from his book to finance his campaign. And um, it just it just took a lot for him to do that. And uh, I just had a lot of respect for him doing that. And he just put everything on hold to to go and, and talk about what he believed was right. Um, uh, 2008, I became chair of Montgomery County and I started working on uh, liberty education stuff. Uh, for example, we had liberty forums and we talked about homeschooling. Uh, we talked about other issues that matter to people. We had uh, law enforcement against prohibition to talk about legalization of marijuana. Um, we did a lot of protesting in that in that organization. We went around to um, to basically fight different townships who were using eminent domain to take people's property. And you know some of those some of those times we went around to township supervisors' houses and. You know, we had we had a group of people. We had like seventy five people that, on average, that showed up at each one of the township supervisors' house who voted in favor of eminent domain. We we're passing out literature explaining why this is theft, why this is wrong, and uh, in the end, we basically drew everything out to the point where they couldn't do it anymore. And uh, I thought that was that was that was a bit of a victory for us. You know, and um, you know, moving forward. Uh, I wound up becoming chair of the Libertarian Party of Pennsylvania in 2013 and uh, worked in that for a couple years. And, you know, again, life gets in the way. At the time, I was um, I was painting aircraft and um, the job was just 15 hours a week or 15 hours a week, 15 hours a day. And, um, you know, time just gets away from you. You're You're trying to do that. You're trying to be fair to, to the state party and be fair to chairing the county committee because I was still doing that at the time. And you just run out of time. You just run out of life and um, you spend so much time doing that. So I backed off a bit and then I started becoming more active again uh, in 2019. I, uh, I ran for chair again and part of it had to do with, you know, seeing solutions to some of the problems we were running into with the party. And I, and I had some people who I felt like they could help, they could make this stuff work. And, and I had the way to, I had a way forward was the point. So I ran for, and I won election to chair. And our first, our first meeting, we hired an executive director. We actually decided to become part of the national city CRM because our data was just horrific. We couldn't accept donations. It was, the, the party was having a problem and most of it was tech related. So we fixed that. Uh, the, doing the, um, getting contract that was worthwhile for an executive director, having him come into play, having him work for us. We started doing an awful lot. We started growing the party wholesale. We had 187 members uh, the day that I took office and, you know, the day I left office, we had 1200 and 90% of those could be directly traced back to 
the work Kevin did with his mailings and and just promoting the party the way he promoted the party. He did an awful lot of work over those two years, and I was really proud to work with him. Uh, another thing that helped us was the work that our current chair, Jennifer Moore, did with the Moulton Maneuver. Um, this is where we managed to elect a large number of libertarians, more than the rest of the nation combined. And basically, the whole purpose of this is to put libertarians in office so we could demonstrate to people that libertarians can take part in political solutions, that we absolutely positively can govern at these local levels, and we can demonstrate that we can work within this duopoly and change the way things are. We can change the conversation and make things happen. You know, um, 2019, we had a lot of people show up and decide to go to work in their communities. And it was really gratifying to see that happening. You know, um, 2020, wow, we had, a, we had a government shutdown, but yet somehow we managed to get ballot access. We managed to grow the party still. And we, we just did an awful lot in these last two years. And um, I'm just really excited about the accomplishments that we did and what we're working on now. Um, this year, it's looking like we're going to dwarf what we did in 2019 as far as elected libertarians go. And I'm really excited about that. Well, one of so, the most, uh, I would say, exciting things that you mentioned in, in all that was starting to focus on those local successes because just the, the very nature of the beast, people are looking to make sure they can trust us. And I think too often than not, we have presented ourselves just as the third option. Oh, you don't like your your bad option one or bad option two? Well, guess what? We're the third option. That's not a very compelling argument um, or sales approach, I would dare say. So right now, I think we do have a chance to look back and say, look at these local candidates that we are having success with. And I think that right there, Steve, is where we can start off the conversation here, focusing on PA specifically for issues that you're seeing and why you're running for office right now as a libertarian on a national level. Let's take what you're seeing as being successful, meeting people where they're at uh, on local issues. And let's bring that to the national issue. If you're going to be running for U.S. Senate, obviously, you're going to be talking national issues. So looking at those national issues right now, top of mind issues specifically, how would you address them from a libertarian perspective? And with you being the candidate, I'll kind of a dealer's choice in terms of uh, where you want to start. Okay, so. We have lots of uh, we have lots of issues. First things first, you know, libertarian perspective. You know, with with basic rights, there is no conflict between an orderly society and individual rights. You know, and that basically means that, you know, we believe that people are inherently good and people inherently want to be uh, productive members of society. Right. So, as long as people are uh, respecting other people's rights and other people's property, we're cool with everything that you do. You know, um, now, as as we look at the issues, oh my God, they're they're all kind of intertwined, you know, and they're all kind of a tangled mess. You know, we have gun violence, we have um, healthcare, we have criminal justice, we have the minimum wage, we have the drug war, uh, we have pollution, we have foreign policy. You know, as as a senator. You know, it's, it's my job to work with senators from all stripes. So, you know, the whole thing that we found that we heard in 2020 um, that we all got excited about was tripartisan bills. You know, there, there was a tripartisan bill. And um, 
everybody was excited about that. And I'd like to see more of that going on in our legislature. You know, as far as um, violence, you know, uh, a lot of times we see reactionary things. We see gun control as being touted as what we need to be doing. But, you know, when we do these reactionary um, methods, when we do these reactionary solutions, they're not really solutions. They just create more problems. Instead of being reactionary, what we should do is be more proactive, study why it is that there is this violence. And, you know, one of the reasons why we have violence in the streets in Philadelphia can be tied to the drug war policy. You know, some of our immigration issues, that can be tied to the drug war policy. Now, there's a lot of things that can be tied to this drug war policy that if it went away, you would see that, A, we would not be spending hundreds of billions of dollars every year keeping people warehoused like cattle in prisons where they're not actually getting treatment for their drug addictions or anything else. They're becoming violent criminals when they come out of prison. Uh, we would also see that people from El Salvador would be interested in coming across our border quite so much because their homes aren't necessarily a disaster anymore. When you take away the profit motive from the black market drug trade, all of a sudden these black market criminals need to find some other way of making money. And, and generally that means they're not shooting each other, trying to protect their turf, if you will. You know, uh, so we have that going on. We have um, the people in the streets of Philadelphia. You know, if uh, they're not gonna be shooting each other in the streets of Philadelphia, because again, black market drug trade, you know, that, that profit motive is gonna be gone. You know, so we eliminate the drug war we eliminate a lot of the violence, you know, we, and then we don't have to worry about, so we don't have to worry so much about taking people's rights, taking people's gun rights. You know, um, another issue with gun violence is, you know, reform um, from the judicial standpoint. And when people, when people look at the judiciary, they're going to the judiciary after their rights have been violated, after things have already happened and, you know, the world just sucks for them. You know, um, instead of that, we'll be able to fix that. Look, in, in California earlier this year, the Ninth Circuit came out with an opinion that, uh, in my humble opinion, was a terrible one. Mm -hmm. You know, they basically, they didn't basically, they did say, they said exactly this. There is no right to carry openly in public, nor is any such right within the scope of the Second Amendment. Now, did they use the Second Amendment in determining this? No. Did they use case law in the United States to determine this? No. They used case law from Britain in the 1300s to determine this. And um, we, uh, we have a difference of opinion as to where that should be in in our history, where that should be in determining how we fix these. Didn't, didn't we fight a war to not care about British case law? Something 1776 that, yeah. specifically, that, that rings a bell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's pretty amazing. And um, so, yeah, how do we fix these problems? You know, we fix these problems by not walking down that path in the first place, by looking at, um, looking at these issues in a different way, because, we look at these things in the same way. We tried out the same solutions to the same problems, but the same solutions to the same problems have led us to where we are today. You know, we're $30 trillion in debt because of these same solutions that we keep using over and over again. Now, as a libertarian, um, our job 
and you heard this in Delaware, you know, our job is to put parents in charge of their children's education, you know, to, to put them in partnership with teachers at the most local levels. And part of this is getting away from uh, the Department of Education. Look, we have this Department of Education. It's a thousand miles away, a couple thousand miles away from various schools, various students. They don't know how the children think, how the, how the children learn. The teachers who are teaching the children do, the parents who are raising the children do, and those are the people who are in the best position to give the children the tools they need to succeed in tomorrow's job market, not the Department of Education. And when we talk to um, Republicans and Democrats and we frame our discussion in that manner, we're no longer talking to Republicans and Democrats. We're talking to parents. And that's a big distinction because everybody has, everybody as a parent has kids. Everybody has the idea that they, they want the best for their kids and they want them to succeed when they're growing up. It's not, it's not really complicated and, and it shouldn't be that difficult to say that we can do just that. So I would say right now, the biggest pushback you're going to see is that there is a, unfortunately, loud minority, and we see this on both the Republicans and Democrats as they go back and forth and whoever's control the White House, they're still a minority. They're not a majority of Americans uh, who will fight tooth and nail to maintain, and you were referring to this, the old solutions. I, I, as a sales guy, call that status quo. Um, mm-hmm. So maintaining this status quo existing solution, your existing vendors who have both really not done a good job. So then it comes to, well, how can we as the libertarians present ourselves as a viable alternative solution and actually address those problems that people are seeing. And how do we, I guess, overcome, because you know for, for a fact that the status quo vendor is going to make sure that they they go all, all out to maintain that ownership of their, their buyers. And in this case, it's going to be their voters. So how are we going to be prepared to defend against those attacks and overcome those objections? Well, first things first, you know, part of part of being a senatorial candidate is helping the down ballot candidate. So going around the state and helping the the candidates at the local levels, you know, helping them get on the ballot, helping them with their messaging, helping them with their campaigns. This is going to put me into contact with people at the local levels. And, you know, we don't necessarily need to have TV ads for these things. I mean, of course, TV ads do help, but look, we don't have the money for that. We have to talk to people at the grassroots level. And like I said, when we talk to people, when we say, look, we send these politicians down to DC cycle after cycle, they solve zero problems. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm talking to a left-leaning Democrat or a right-leaning Republican, everybody recognizes that to be truth. Now, uh, Congress has an approval rating in the single digits, and they have that for a reason. And it's because what they've done, what they've actually worked on, hasn't really amounted to any legitimate change, uh, any legitimate improvement. And that's something that we need to fix. You know, we need to fix people's perceptions that they absolutely positively have to keep voting the lesser of two evils, because the lesser of two evils is the reason why we are $30 trillion in debt. And we can drive that, we can drive that point home to people as we talk to them face-to-face on the street. We don't necessarily have that ability so much um, regarding like the TV commercials. You know, we're gonna be up against an ad machine that's gonna be spending hundreds of millions of dollars 
to try and get the status quo reelected. Or and when I say reelected, it doesn't matter if it's a Republican or a Democrat. They're going to be the status quo. Interesting. Uh, well, that, hey, that's partly why Chris Goizetta and I have kind of started on the side. We're helping a lot of these candidates uh, behind the scenes with their, their campaigns specifically. So we understand the fact that, hey, to your point, the, the red team and the blue team, they're going to be spending oceans and oceans of money on these campaigns. We, we don't have that. So we have to kind of go this grassroots, almost pu- uh, punk rock approach to getting in front of people. And I love there's um, a great marketing guru you should check out. His name is Philip Stutz, and, and uh, he has a great podcast. He's actually going to be on the show uh, coming up here in, I think, August is when we got him on the show. And uh, one of the, the stories they're talking about is bands. They talk about the Grateful Dead and Coldplay and how basically the Grateful Dead and Coldplay entirely curated their fan base through this kind of guerrilla marketing, going out and, and meeting people where they're at and allowing their fan base to just be fans and to become super fans where they could sell merch. They could record at Coldplay concerts and put it on YouTube because what did that do? That created more buzz that created the opportunity for more people to be reached and possibly hear this new music. So to think if we could do that for the greater Liberty world, I'm starting to see an an opening because more people are starting to say this isn't working and I'm looking for solutions. And right now that's, the great opportunity for us to enter into those conversations. So as we, we go to the last five minutes or so here in the, the show, Steve, let's kind of um, go towards a tactics approach. When you're going out and you're talking to voters, what are you finding is the best way to address the problems that they're presenting to you? Okay. So as a, uh, as a candidate and, and, and I don't mean to like kind of hash this back, but as a candidate, people are actually listening to what I have to say. You know, a lot more so than when I was a protester. When I was a protester, and, and you heard me say this down in Delaware as well, um, people just really are unhappy that I even slowed them down for half a second. But as a candidate, they're listening to me and they're remembering what I have to say. So when I talk to them and I give them a solution, um, even if it doesn't resonate right away, uh, if I see them a couple weeks later, and so a lot of times I, you know, I did when I was running for Congress, they would remember me by name and they said, you know, I thought about that. And then they'll, they'll, they, they might, they might say, I'll, I'm definitely considering what, what it is that you're saying because it makes sense to me. Or they might ask me some questions, some further questions and say, well, what about this? Or what about this? And when they start asking questions like what about this and what about this, that enables me to reflect back what it is that they're saying, reflect back their concerns and offer them the solutions that are going to make them start thinking that, okay, there are better solutions. You know, maybe, uh, maybe it's time to change the way we do things. Well, Steve Sheets, thank you for, uh, for coming on the show. Number one, number two, let's do this. Give you the final platform here on the program. Anything you want, what's been top of mind and what's the, uh, the message you want to leave the Brian Nichols show audience with? Look, 2022 is going to be a huge, huge year. You know, I'm going to be driving around the state a lot. I'm going to be visiting with our uh, with our down ballot candidates a lot. Um, Liz Terwilliger up in North Central Pennsylvania, she's amazing. She's doing a lot of community outreach and community days and making things happen that way. Whenever something like that's going on, I'm going to be there. You know, whenever something, uh, some kind of campaign event is going on in Oil City, I'm going to be there. If there's going to be something going on in Greene County, I'm going to be there too. 
whatever it takes, I'm going to be there and I'm going to help the candidates who are down ballot for me, get us all on the ballot, reach the people that they're trying to reach, help their campaigns, have them help my campaign and us all succeed together. All succeed together. There it is. There's the call to action. And with that being said, another call to action. Obviously, we want folks to be able to go ahead and find you online. So, Steve, uh, social media plugs, website, where can folks go ahead and find you? Okay, so right now uh, I'm still working on SheetsForSenate.com. It's almost up, almost ready to go. I have a way to collect donations uh, with PayPal. I believe those links are on my Facebook page currently. So that's Facebook, uh, Sheets for Senate. And um, that's where we are right now. Perfect. So how about this? We'll make it easy for you folks, for you audio listener, as well as you uh, video watcher. Go to the uh, the show notes or the description here in the uh, the video. Click the links. I'll include them right there for you guys. So you can go ahead right to uh, Steve's Facebook page as well. Steve, you're on Twitter as well, right? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, we'll make sure we include that link as well. With that being said, Steve Sheets running for U.S. Senate here in Pennsylvania. Thanks for joining us here on the Brian Nichols Show. Thank you so much for having me. You've heard the name Ebels, but now you need to remember My Delta 8. From the same people who brought you Ebels, My Delta 8 is Delta 8 THC, offering a semi-sedative physical sensation without the overwhelming mental simulation of Delta 9 THC, resulting in a smoother, much milder experience. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 offer both best quality product and customer service in the industry. From helping manage chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and more, the reviews are in, folks. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 eight are truly game changers as a natural alternative to big pharma drugs and hey yours truly here at the brian nichols show can vouch for the quality of evils and my delta eight having to deal with a herniated disc in my back plus years of sports injuries evils and my delta eight offer relief where generic medicines simply mask the pain and did you know you can get evils and my delta eight delivered right to your door at a special discounted price that's right all members of the brian nichols show audience can use promo code tbns at checkout and boom, discount applied. Again, that's code TBNS at checkout to get the highest quality CBD and Delta 8 THC on the market delivered right to your door. One more time, the code is TBNS at checkout. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Steve Sheets. If you enjoyed the episode, of course, please do me a solid. Go ahead and share today's episode. And when you do, make sure you tag Steve. And please be sure to tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty Twitter and Facebook. Also, you can find me over on Instagram and TikTok. Now, some housekeeping. I hinted at it there at the beginning. And thank you for sticking around because we got some exciting stuff coming up. Namely, coming up here, uh, here over the next few weeks, you're going to be seeing lots of posts about my moderating via the amazing new platform that is Town Circle, which helps encourage folks to go out of their way and engage in healthy conversations or debates, um, while also at the same point in time trying to help raise money for good causes. Uh, I am hosting a debate, moderating a debate, uh, over on Town Circle between good friends of the show, Eric Brakey from Young Americans for Liberty and Mark Clare from Lions of Liberty. The topic of conversation was the Edward Snowden leaks, a net positive or negative for liberty. A great conversation, and I'm so excited uh, to, again, be able to raise awareness uh, to Town Circle and what they're doing, and also to be able to, uh, to moderate this exciting debate. So, please make sure you go over to the social media at B Nichols Liberty. You'll see 
all of the posts we're going to be doing about uh, the event coming up here. And if you want to make a pledge, everything goes right towards uh, a charity. In this case, we're helping uh, feed families. I think one donation can help feed, uh, I think it's one or two kids. So uh, right there, you can go ahead and make a direct impact. And that's what we're trying to do here, um, not just at the Brian Nichols Show, but at the Greater Liberty Movement. We're trying to help create solutions to help solve the problems we see out there. So like my amazing team member here, Frankie, uh, and her awesome organization, Feed Philly, uh, doing great work helping bring uh, not only uh, food access to those in need, but specifically focusing on those who are homeless. Um, So it's important for us to make sure we're raising awareness for awesome organizations like Feed Philly, like Town Circle, who are, yes, actually going out of their way and doing what we need to do, and that is offering private sector solutions to the problems we see out there. So your, your average lefty friend doesn't say, well, we need to have government go ahead and take care of this, Brian. So uh, with that being said, please, at B. Nichols Liberty, check out the the links as well. I'll include here in the show notes. Also, friend Eric Brakey, uh, as I mentioned, from Young Americans for Liberty, he invited yours truly down to Young Americans for Liberty, Revolution 21, Orlando, Florida. I will be on Media Row August 5th through the 7th. If you're going to be at Revolution 21, I would love to see you. So please make it a point. Stop by, say hello, grab a quick picture with us. Uh, and I say us because Chris Goizetta is going to be uh, at the program or at the uh, the booth as well. And uh, we're going to be having some great conversations. I know I was uh, reaching out there to a good friend, Corey DeAngelis. He's going to be in, uh, in town. So we're going to sync up as well as a few other uh, noted folks here that you guys know and love from the Brian Nichols show, uh, past guests. And, and also you guys are an awesome audience too. So you guys, you've built your own little community, um, online. And I, I love to see that. And yes, we're actually seeing, we're making a difference. The conversations are changing. So thank you to you. Amazing audience for helping make that happen. But yes, going back to revolution 21, if you're going to be down there, uh, please again, make sure you stop by. And uh, when you get a picture, of course, please send it to me, Brian at Brian or you can go ahead and tag me on social media again at B Nichols Liberty. Now, uh, I've mentioned the Patreon a million times at this point, uh, and now I'm so excited to officially launch our first uh, real event for the Patreon subscribers, and that is going to be a live uh, Q&A with yours truly, uh, which we will, of course, uh, go ahead and re-air down the road, and you guys can ask questions as members of the Brian Nichols Show audience, but it will be uh, a live conversation with those who are in the Patreon, uh, so that's going to be taking place uh, here over the next few weeks. If you want to make sure you're included in this amazing uh, Patreon conversation in, in a live forum, please head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and you can sign up to be either a $5 or $10 per month Patreon supporter. And uh, either way, you're going to get one of these awesome don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff bumper sticker, um, which of course is a great way to help pique some interest um, without being overtly aggressive, right? I mean, it's a conversation starter. I've heard people on the left and the right both read the, the don't hurt people and don't take people's stuff bumper sticker and go, yeah. And if that's not, you know, just showing the value of when you enter into conversations with people that they're already having, that's a conversation they likely have. Why can't we just do things without just leave me alone? That's a conversation they're having. Enter into that conversation with a libertarian or liberty based solution. So. Patreon uh, supporters, you will be seeing, uh, of course, uh, an email coming out here with the, the link in the next week or so for that live conversation. But in the meantime, get your questions over to me. My DMs are open on Twitter at B Nichols Liberty. Also email me, as I said before, my email, Brian at Brian Or if you really want to go ahead, uh, use, I guess, the contact submission form on the website, Brian Nichols However, you want to get your question into me, just make sure you get in in the next week or so, uh, because the, the date for the Patreon uh, live conversation 
at this point is scheduled to be August 3rd. So we got like a, or August 2nd, excuse me. So we have a, a week or so. Um, so again, if you want to be included on that conversation in a live forum, briannicholshow.com forward slash support. Uh, now, if you have been listening to The Brian Nichols Show, you know about our awesome ebook we have here. That's a free resource for you to help sell liberty to folks that you really are interacting with on a daily basis, your friends and family. And aptly named title of the book, Four Easy Steps You Can Implement Now to Help Sell Liberty to Friends and Family is my gift to you. Uh, let me say that again, is my gift to you. There we go. Uh, because at the end of the day, when I changed the show up back in August of 2020, the main focus was to start taking the issues that we talk about all day long in the greater liberty world and to be able to effectively sell them to your average person because at the end of the day that's who we have to convince is your average person so how do we do that i'm a sales executive by trade and i see every single day the solutions based approach to sales is the most effective because when we can start solving problems that people see before them we can then build trust. And as we build trust, then we can become the trusted advisor. And then people come back to us for solutions time. And again, because we have shown that our solutions aren't just pie in the sky stuff, but stuff that actually makes sense and solves the problems that they see before them. So I said, let's go ahead and change the conversation. Let's start bringing the sales-based approach, the solutions-based approach to the greater liberty world. And what we've seen thus far has been an amazing switch. And it's it's truly stunning to see across the board the conversations that the liberty movement is currently having, not a matter of winning arguments, but mo- more focused on how do we reach more people and actually solve those problems that they're seeing. I'm so excited and I have to thank you guys, the audience, for helping be a part of this and taking not just the things we're talking about and listening but actually taking it and using it. So if you so far read the, the ebook, I would also love for you to share your story. So number one, head to briannicholshow.com forward slash reviews. Give us a quick five-star rating and review. And if you enjoyed the book, let us know there. Let other folks know there. But also, I would just love to hear about it. So either you know share it on social media, email me again, email, uh, and then Twitter link at Liberty, of course. So uh, with that being said, a uh, final plug, and that is to the Brian Nichols Show store. And that is something that I, I never thought we would have here at the, at the network, really, you know, something that was a real tool for the audience to utilize when we're going out and trying to help sell these ideas to people, or at least to pique interest, to start these conversations. So I partnered with Proud Libertarian, an amazing store uh, led by libertarian entrepreneurs. And what we found over the past few months is not only are you guys loving the uh, the content from the Brian Nichols Show store, but you guys, um, when you come up with ideas, we're able to get it not only looked at, but acted on and into the store in a matter of days. So from backpacks to bumper stickers, snapbacks to uh, crop top hoodies, regular hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Of course, hey, look at this. I got my fancy Brian Nichols Show mug right here. There's so much you can find to help uh, peak interest and start conversations over the Brian Nichols Show shop. So whether it's our cool mask bro uh, t-shirts, our don't nuke me bro Biden crop top hoodies, we have our question everything bumper stickers, our good ideas don't require for snapbacks and more. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop. But of course, use code TBNS at checkout be it in the Brian Nichols Show shop or anywhere else over on Proud Libertarian, 10% off your order, code TBNS at checkout. All right, I think that's it. 
I think we've hit everything. Oh, one last plug, actually. And it is, I, I swear, the final plug of the day. Soundmind Creative Group. Cannot speak highly enough about these guys. So you've heard them on the show. They're doing a brand new docu-series. And the focus on that docu-series is about following the science. Hence is why it's called Follow the Science on Liberty and Lockdowns. The focus of the show is to actually present the real science, the actual conversations that, that the scientists are currently having beyond the, the mainstream narratives that are being promoted. So what I want to do is not only raise up the awareness of these these fine folks, but I am also helping them uh, as, as well as uh, Chris Goizetta is helping them with their PR and marketing. And what we want to do is if you are um, either a libertarian podcaster, a liberty podcaster, conservative podcaster, I don't care. We would love to hear from you because we would love to get the team from Sound Mind Creative Group on your show to talk about their docuseries, Follow the Science. We've talked about this in the show. If we don't set the narrative, if we don't write our own history, the other side will. So it's important for us to help support those who are going out of their way to build up these solutions and the alternatives that are out there that they see before themselves. So, with that being said, if you're interested, email me, Brian at Brian Nichols Show. And I swear to God, that is the last thing I have for you today. So with that being said, coming up here on Monday, Chris Goizetta returns to the program. Yes, I missed him last week. We did a re-air my conversation with Remzo Martinez over on his program. But we are going to be having a conversation, yes, with Chris Goizetta talking all things marketing. So make sure you've strapped in, hit the subscribe button, and of course, hit that little notification bell so you're not missing a single episode of the program. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Steve Sheets. We'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Have you checked out the new Brian Nichols Show collection over at Proud Libertarian? Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop and you can grab some amazing Liberty swag that will definitely help pique some interest from our good ideas don't require force snapbacks, Alexa overthrow the government t-shirts, question everything mugs, and of course our ever popular don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff bumper sticker. The Brian Nichols Show shop over at Proud Libertarian has all the Liberty swag you need. And hey, if you're looking for more awesome Liberty apparel check out the rest of the amazing proud libertarian store while you're over there and be sure to use code tbns at checkout to get 10 percent off your entire order that's right 10 percent off your entire order from proud libertarian including everything over at the brian nichols show shop and all you have to use is code tbns at checkout one more time head to brian forward slash shop and check out the brand new brian nichols show store over at proud libertarian and use code tbns at checkout for 10 percent off your entire order. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.